everybody. Welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmville. And joining us, as always, is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. That's me. I'm Phil Ranta. Doesn't know about sports on the podcast anyway. That's the premise. Yep. It's a yep. real change of pace because yeah. you see the name and you think all oh, sports. Not no, a one of the three a sports. Phil outsider. represents the outsider, the person who can look at sports and, and, and some of the things that we just accept as is and say, why? Right. Yeah. I, I represent the not every man because the every man knows more than me about sports. Phil is like an anthropologist visiting the world of sports. Yeah. <laughs> Taking notes on the strange culture that he finds. Yeah. This is episode 250. <laughs> I still don't know anything about sports. Still don't know anything about sports. <laughs> Phil is that- like a really bad anthropologist. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't take notes. A bathropologist. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I feel like the college is calling you and being like, doctor, have you finished your uh, thesis, your paper? You go, oh, shoot. I was supposed to write that sports paper. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have when I got it up tonight. When I got up to 250 episodes, <laughs> I'd have it done. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Yeah. Ranta, your lectures are becoming increasingly repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> Footballs aren't round. <laughs> but we have big uh, football guests on the show today. Oh, yeah? Bernie Sanders. What? Yeah. Barry Sanders is going to be on? Big football guest? No, Barry no, Sanders? no. B- Bernie. Bernie Sanders. Bernie uh, former, Saunders? Uh, presidential oh. uh, Democratic candidate. Yes. Uh, oh. Will be uh, Bernie Sanders, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Bernie Sanders. He's going to be on. And I was he talking about the Super Bowl? I think he said that he was he wanted to come on the biggest sports podcast on iTunes yep. to chat about the Super Bowl. And that's us. So Apple put us in contact with them. Oh, and now wonderful. We got him on this is great. And yeah, I assume true. maybe something about the commerce of the Super Bowl. Like, I would guess. Like yeah. It's, it's so hey, expensive. Hey, let's and... not project something onto Bernie Sanders. That's it could true, be. We're just going to have a lovely chat with a New England fan. Oh, that's about, true. You know, he's, he's from that from area. Yeah, oh, so, uh, yeah. So let's not let's not assume that we know what Bernie's going to talk about. And Phil, you did not watch the Super Bowl. Is that correct? Uh, I watched a little bit of the first half. At an airport? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was, it was a travel day. Phil. Yeah. This was, uh, the best Super Bowl ever. Or if like me, you really hate Tom Brady. This was the worst Super Bowl ever. Yeah. It's, uh, I hear that it was quite a game to watch. Quite quite a finish. It was actually not a great game for like three quarters. Yeah. I mean, unless you were an Atlanta fan and you were just enjoying the fact the Falcons were like, uh, beating the snot out of the Patriots. No, But guess what? If you're a Falcons fan, I think it's, it's dim enjoyment at this point. There's a couple of Facebook updates that I read where people were like, this game's boring, shutting it off. Oh yeah. 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 The, the, uh, the like internet crapped out of my apartment and I was desperately trying to get my Chromecast back. There was like 15 people over to watch and there were uh, several of the people in the room who were just sort of like, ah, it's not that big a deal if we don't get the game back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we know how this is going to Well, the finish. way things were going. And yeah. Then, they uh, were sure Hotlanta was going to win. Not so. Yeah. No, not so. It was more not Lanta. <laughs> Bernie Saunders. <laughs> <laughs> this has been uh, an entire uh, podcast of alternative facts so far. Yeah. Yes. You've been saying everything wrong. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most of our podcasts are like that. Most of them are like that, yeah. Okay. But first, news, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Tom Brady, update, watch, update. Tom Brady, update, watch, update, brought to you by... The Brady Bunch, the new batch, coming to you on Netflix. I'm sure it's coming eventually. Boy, that's... That's really out of character for Brady. <laughs> the colognes, the Ugg boots, and now 
uh, Brady Bunch sponsorship. You, yeah. They have the same name. Yeah, I think that's probably the tie. <laughs> okay, yeah. it must be. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's let's not jump yeah. to any conclusions. It might, it might be. It might be a family of football players. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's probably the name. Or they're talking about the guy that created the Brady Bill, the gun control measure. Oh, yeah, let's not count him out. That, that was an important piece of legislation. Yeah, his family is the bunch that <laughs> created the waiting period for purchasing guns. And it's like a broad comedy about them taking care of him because he right. got shot by the guy. And the NRA is the bad guy. They're like, oh, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah. And let they me hate him. Let me tell you something. The, uh, the cameo in it uh, by, oh, crap, what's her bucket? This would be much funnier if I'd come up with it. All right, and this was uh, (laughs) Comedy Bang Bang Jr. (laughs) No, who was in uh, Taxi Driver. Tony Foster. Yeah, just keep digging. All right, Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey stolen from locker room. (laughs) What? Subheadline, this was only the second biggest theft of the night. Because they stole the game. Yeah, they did. After the game, Tom Brady's game-worn Super Bowl L.I. jersey uh, with the special commemorative patch. You gotta and have that patch. Priceless Tom Brady funk <laughs> was stolen from the Patriots locker room. By the way, I love the album Priceless Tom Brady Funk. <laughs> it's got all the greatest hits from the seventies. <laughs> Tom, it's, it's, it's like basically the soundtrack of the seventies. If right. you put that on, as yeah. good as he is as a quarterback, his ability on bass guitar yeah. probably supersedes it. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tom Brady singing "Car Wash," wonderful. Oh. <laughs> it's a, uh, since the theft occurred, the Houston Police Department has assigned the case to its major offenders division. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. That is, that is my least favorite law and order. Yeah. Major <laughs> offenders. Dis- law and order. Houston. Major offenders division. <laughs> dung, dung. <laughs> uh, NFL security and league officials are advising because, you know, they would. They have some interest in this. But they do. And the Texas lieutenant governor. Asked the Texas Rangers to get involved. <gasps> the team? The crew, made up of third baseman Adrian Beltre, catcher Jonathan Lucroy, and pitcher Hugh Darvish, <laughs> aimed to take on the dastardly robbers. There we I go. I gotta say, though, there was that moment where Adrian Beltre is chasing the guy with the jersey through that tunnel, and they come up to the dam. <laughs> Yeah. And, then, and then the guy with the jersey jumps off of it. Yeah, he said, he's dead, I didn't steal this jersey. And he goes, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Those yeah, were U.S. Yeah. Marshals, you guys, not Texas <laughs> Rangers. Was it really? Oh, oh I'm thinking of uh, I'm the fugitive. Thinking of the, he was chased by U.S. Marshals. With yeah. Chuck Norris. Yeah, that's Walker, oh. Texas Rangers. That's the Texas Rangers. There yeah. we go. So the Haley Joel Smith saying that he has AIDS. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> yep. Wait, what? That actually happened Walker in Walker, Texas Walker says that Ranger. I have AIDS. <sighs> yeah. It should be noted, first baseman and designated hitter Mitch Moreland uh, was not available as he was assisting El Paso police with a drug cartel-related assassination. It's <laughs> not a joke. He's actually a volunteer Texas Ranger, <laughs> Mitch Moreland. Nice. El Paso is where they make the good salsa. Bad salsa made in New York City. Where? Yeah. New York City. <laughs> Get the rope. Murder. <laughs> Texas Lieutenant Governor said it's important that history does not record that it was stolen in Texas. We already have a presidential assassination, and considering our connection to football, this would look really bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he said he's a Texans and Cowboys fan first, but the unquestionable success of the Super Bowl in Houston last night was a big win for our entire state, and I don't want anything to mar that victory. Whoever took that jersey should turn it in. The Texas Rangers are on the trail. Whoa. Turn to camera. Go to commercial. Yeah. I just imagine if they're on the trail, they're like looking at footprints and they're picking up leaves and smelling them and be like, the Jersey Steelers close. 
Yeah, the, see, that sounds to me like a law enforcement officer who's not, in fact, on the trail. No. <laughs> who probably has zero evidence. Come on, guys, turn it in. Out. Just who's stolen come on. jersey? Yeah. yeah. So he's 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 bluffing. It sounds like a bluff. Okay, I now think that's a bluff. Compare this to well, it's not, I think it sounded pretty serious. Tom Brady, for what it's worth, is not taking it as seriously as law enforcement. You don't say. Quote: I put it in the bag and I came out and it wasn't there anymore. It's unfortunate because that's a nice piece of memorabilia. Shows up on eBay somewhere. Someone let me know so I can track it down. That's, that's a very pragmatic view of this. Yeah. What can you do? I'll take a ring. That's good enough for me. Yeah. A fifth ring. I'll just head home to Giselle Bunchen, who's my my wife. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what happens when you marry a supermodel is nothing else really I'm not matters. high maintenance. I just yeah. want my foreign-born supermodel and my fifth Super Bowl <laughs> ring. Right, yeah. And my third Super Bowl MVP trophy. And my hatred for Democrats. Fourth, I think, actually. Fourth. Because uh, he won MVP it last trophy. night, didn't he? Was yeah he did oh yeah, yeah. so what, last his, he won it on Sunday was it his fourth okay I don't think he should have point. but I can understand how he was no going to. it should have been uh, what's his name uh, James White yeah oh yeah certainly but uh, but do you guys oh are you guys interested in the true crime timeline of events Ooh, yes okay, I just right. watched the OJ Simpson FX thing so oh yeah. my god that was I so good buckle up same thing all right Houston. The riots in Houston and unrest in the late 60s led to further turmoil with the police. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, God. I thought you were really going to do it. No. Uh, after no, the game. Okay. He's not Joel. He's not going to do that. No, I okay. can't commit to stuff like Third that. Third person. Did you hear that? What? Third person over here. <laughs> yeah, he just oh. said he's not Joel. Joel said that. Well, sometimes you guys miss a zinger that should be directed at me, and I don't want to let it slide. So sure. I'll, just, I'll slide in there. A roast joke. Uh, <laughs> after the game ended, Brady was ushered to the on-field podium for the post-game victory and celebration. Prior to climbing on the podium, pay attention, gum shoes, Brady handed off his shoulder pads and jersey to a team employee who delivered the items to Brady's locker. Okay. At the time, the Patriots locker room was closed. Only four players, team officials, and NFL employees were allowed inside. I have a chief suspect. Okay. The team employee who was asked to take Well, wait, 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 <laughs> yeah. wait, wait a minute. Okay, so... After he goes to the podium, he gets his MVP trophy from Roger Goodell. Yep. Sports Radio gets a bunch of hot takes prepared for the following day. <laughs> After 10.05 p.m., Brady was taken to his locker room on a cart, driving by a line of media awaiting entrance to the locker room. He then entered the closed locker room, which sources say was filled with approximately 30 people, mix of players, Patriots employees, family of team executives, and NFL employees. Arriving at his locker, he found his shoulder pads and jersey waiting in a folding chair. Pay attention. I am. He separated the two items, stuffing his jersey inside a personal carry-on bag that was sitting inside the locker. He then left his shoulder pads on the floor for a peon employee to pick up and collect. <laughs> sure. Okay. Do they call them peons because you can actually pee on them and get away with it? Yes. Okay. Just it's a locker sure. room. Sure, yeah. That's not why they call them, but yeah, they can do that. Sure. Well, it, they were once called peons for different reasons. Yeah. You, you will be surprised that no current NFL players know those reasons, Joel. <laughs> sure, sure. All they know is this is a person they pee on, right, exactly. and they're called a Third peon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at some point, after separating the shoulder and the, uh, the shoulder uh, pads and the jersey, he left the locker room and mingled with others. Whoa. Okay. Oh, look at that. Okay. He tells... Uh, he Mr. Tells, Metropolitan himself. He's mingling. He's holding up five fingers in a photo with a Pats team executive. Mm -hmm. And he tells uh, league officials that he wished to spend the rest of the, the night with his teammates and family and wanted to refuse additional media requests. So he says, 
I'm done. I'm done talking. Ah, uh, now I'm getting at the camera guy who caught that went, that son of a bitch, I'm going to steal his jersey for that. Now, just before 10.17 p.m., the locker room was open to the waiting media, which filled in and broke into groups to interview various players. Brady returned to his locker. Remember, he's not being interviewed. Yep. But by 10.20 p.m., he looked in his bag in the locker. At this time, reporters standing nearby tell an NFL employee that his jersey was missing from his bag. Within mm-hmm. minutes, Brady and the equipment managers were searching lockers and bags in other parts of the room to see if the jersey had been replaced. Mm. So it was in the locker room with only 30 people, a small yeah. amount of people, mostly VIP types, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. For about 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then about three to four minutes, it was in there with media people. I right. take it back. Then it disappears. I blame the dishonest media. New, Yeah. I have new suspects. Yes. I think you get the uh, the five people who work for the papers with the lowest circulation <laughs> and or the five people who are making the least money at their job as a sports reporter, and you lean hard on them because I'm now switching over to some re- sports reporter at the end of his rope, <laughs> like still working in print media and watching his life slip away, said, I can sell this <laughs> for two years' salary and I'm going to do it. Now, would this count for grand larceny? Because the actual thing is probably only worth retail value like 130 bucks. No, However, because it's been game-worn, yeah. it's now considered no, priceless, it's, the it's, Tom Brady it's funk. Absolutely, yeah, just, but that's the thing. Like, if you steal a $6,000 bottle of wine, you can't go to court and be like, well, it's not that good a bottle of wine. It's what it retails yeah, for. Yeah, when, when but, but it I'm was originally made, it was 40 cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know, you, you if you stole a stock <laughs> certificate from somebody... You could be like, oh, this stock isn't worth nearly as much as I can sell it for. I would say that this is a new class called Mega Larceny. <gasps> mega Larceny? Yeah. That means shot on sight as soon as you're caught with it. Houston Ooh. Police Department, Mega Larceny Division. I would watch Da-dum. that, Law and Order. I'm Megan Larceny, and I'm new to town. <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is former Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. Hello. Current senator as well. It's yeah. a pleasure to be back it's on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast. You're obviously very... Thank you for having me yeah. return yeah. on this program. It's obviously you're very busy right now between Senate confirmations, the Supreme Court. Oh my gosh, you can't Court even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So fighting, fighting the, the you... tyrannical government yeah. that is stripping away... All of our rights. The fact that you took some time out to talk some Patriots with us in the Super Bowl, we really appreciate it. We really do. I actually, it's funny you should mention that, but I watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. Oh, you're one of those. I'm one of those. I like short stories. Every every Bernie Sanders supporter I've ever met is the same way. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But I have to say, I found the commercials to be very, very upsetting. Why? Well, why was that? I thought most. I thought yeah, there were really some funny good. ones. Usually, some, as, as broadly appealing as they can possibly be. I really like that that, that Skittles year. one. I thought that was pretty funny. Did you know? Did you know that these commercials are purchased by the top one percent <laughs> of one percent of one percent of commercial buyers in America? What? Yeah, Only the richest idea. commercial buyers get airtime on. <laughs> Well, but the Super but, Bowl. But Bernie, yeah. I mean, wouldn't that make sense? I mean, the Super Bowl is the most watched thing every year. Yeah. Uh, of course. A 30 I seconds. saw nothing from a mom shop or a pop shop. No mom and pops. <laughs> there was zero mom and pops. They were all by mega corporations yeah. who are destroying the economy through their deregulated companies 
that are allowed to back candidates in any way that they please. But Bernie, if, if you're like a mom and pop store in rural Vermont, I mean, if you get ad time in the Super Bowl, like 99 point, I mean, only the top 1%, 1%, 1%. The 1%. top one, you said it. <laughs> I didn't say it. You said it. The top 1% of 1%, of 1% of people watching the Super Bowl are going to even Bowl. be able to access their service. But they're, just, they're, they're the middle class, lower and middle class. Well, right, right, right. But sure, if I'm but the efficiency. if I'm middle class, which yes. uh, you know I, I aspire to be, someday. many Super Bowl watchers are right. And so I'm watching the Super Bowl, and I see say a, a an ad for say a Vermont cheese shop. Yes, that's yes. local. I might say, oh, that that looks great. But I live in Los Angeles. I no, can't no, 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 no. That's Vermont. not what people would do. What they would do is they would see the Vermont cheese shop. They would go online, <laughs> and they would search for the how to purchase the Vermont cheese shop. And they would purchase as much cheese as they would Skittles if they watched a Skittles commercial. I don't. I feel like cheese buyers and Skittle buyers aren't necessarily yeah. the same person. Bernie. No, this this is what I want out of my Try, next Super Trying Bowl. to follow your string of logic here, Bernie. If they're selling that much cheese, wouldn't that then make them no longer a mom and pop And once and they the- are, once they are, they, they shouldn't be on the Super Bowl anymore. <laughs> Look, we have to look out for our small businesses. Well, I think yeah. we agree with that. Joel and I love uh, going to independent businesses. Oh, yeah. That's why there are commercials I would like to see next year. Well, oh, okay. What? Yep. Starting with, so I have a great paper boy. <laughs> he delivers me my paper every morning. What's the name of your paper? Right on time. His name is Trip. Oh, no, no. The name of the paper in Vermont. The there. name of the pa- It's the Vermont Tribune. Okay. <laughs> yep. Named after the state. Named after one the of state. The yep. That is the interesting. Vermont, it's for the whole state, it's which like is what U- I support. It's like USA Today, but for Vermont. Exactly. It's what I support because I feel that it's very important that everybody knows the news of Vermont just as much as the big media conglomerates who are, f- are shoving false facts So you them. want an ad for the Vermont Tribune? No, I want an ad for my paperboy trip. He does a wonderful job. If he's going to expand his small business, where right now he only delivers papers to 40 households, making far below minimum wage, a couple hundred dollars a month. How old is Trip? Trip is 12. <laughs> and if he starts learning these habits of understanding that you uh, can never get uh, above a less than minimum wage job, then how can you ever expect to make in this world? I think there should be a commercial where people talk about how great Trip is. All of his customers say Trip does a great job. Someday this Trip might become a top corporation, which I will then also hate. <laughs> well, he is twelve. He's got a little time to maybe. And I think maybe there might business. be more effective ways for Trip to expand his paper route than maybe a Super Bowl commercial. There like, could yeah. be. He could knock on some doors and say, "Hello, are you a subscriber to the Vermont Tribune? Yeah. If not." You can also have this fake paper. The Look, total the total value to trip of the slot is arguably infinitesimal compared to the value to say like Pepsi or yeah. Doritos. Oh I sure, the, the rich company. get richer, the poor get ignored. I, I see no, where you're coming well, we from. Don't wanna, we don't want to. We don't want the poor to get ignored. Don't, don't ignore no, the poor. I don't want to ignore the poor. Don't I, ignore the poor. So I mean, instead of another Pepsi ad. Okay, so aside from the trip, is there another type of ad you'd like? to Plenty. See? Okay, first of all, that is single ad for homeless people begging for money. What are you? Not what are you, a single ad. Why would there Think be an ad, Bernie? Because that's the job is to go on the streets and beg for money. Okay, so they are the the most overlooked class, the most true. overlooked this class in society. I care very deeply for them. I feel it. So, a lot so of it is mental illness. That, a charity um, that helps 
run a homeless shelter. Not a charity. The homeless people themselves as independent small businesses. I really, I gotta say. They say like, what corner they're on. They say that they need some money. Before you know what, people are going to that corner. They're, they're giving them a bunch of money. Most of hey, the stuff that I'm I Hey, I'm Dale. I'm usually at 5th and Main. <laughs> Dale? And I need a buck 50 for a bus fare. See, if Dale did that, he would get his buck 50. Sure which to would. him, the, the value in accordance to how much money he makes a year far surpasses that of PepsiCo. The thing I mean, is, I think you make a smart say. point. I make a very smart point there. <laughs> I, think, I think that Dale probably actually wants $10 for heroin, and he's no, just no, soliciting look, 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 look. it. No, no, That's a huge mistake people make. A lot of these are people who are out of a job. No, they are. They're looking for a leg up. This is... They just need a dollar fifty for bus fare. But this is why you might support a homeless shelter, which is sort of a systemic and more efficient way of addressing. We the have issue. to buck the system. The current systems don't work. He's right about that, Joel. Well, yeah. I don't know about the new system working better. <laughs> well, we haven't seen a commercial for homeless people yet, so we really can't right. say. What, there has what, not what been other, the test case. What other commercials do you have for us? Senator Here's Sanders? one. Here's a very important one. This is a corporation we can all get behind. Just one for Earth. The oh. Earth is getting destroyed. The, right, the, okay. the Kota Access Pipeline is destroying the Earth. Uh, the Earth is being about ripped what's apart. Destroying the Earth, I really feel like the Dakota Access Pipeline is being ripped apart. Of... The Earth, the entire Earth, is getting ripped apart. But there's apart. a lot of CO two. There's climate change. There's, there's a lot CO2, of bad stuff there's going There's climate down. change. Right. The top one percent of one percent of one percent of corporations causing 120 percent of the pollution in the world. That's, oh my God! I don't Abs know. That is I don't know that's. 97% of climate scientists say that's true. Nope. I don't, Who do you believe? The 97% of climate scientists or your gut? I'm pretty sure 97% of climate scientists, I, I think 100% of them understand percentages. They do. And, and so they all too, well, all too well. Joel. So where's the commercial where the earth just gets some time to say, hey, guys, <laughs> I'm planet earth. You're really doing a really bad job. Uh, take care of me a little bit. Go plant the plant the flower. I feel like you're gonna have trouble honing a message that's going to appeal to all of the people of Earth. All the people of Earth are watching the Super Bowl. They are. A yeah, well, they a lot all, of them. They all want to buy Skittles now because of their funny commercial. Maybe the Earth can have a funny commercial where it slip like there's a banana peel that's dropped on the Earth. And they go, "Oh, you're littering," and then the whole Earth slips on it. I, I got a very good. funny That's commercial. Bernie, I, I really got to say, I feel like you're being a little bit impractical. And, and again, I, I, I agree with you that all of these are important issues. I just got to say, I, I don't agree with your methods for addressing them. Okay. Well, can I at least point out one commercial that I liked very, very much? Okay. Sure, absolutely. All right. There was a commercial for Anheuser-Busch. Oh, yeah. Where there was an immigrant. And then everyone was yelling, get out of here, you immigrant. And then I shut the TV off. That's all I needed to see. I didn't need to see the product. I just knew that that was like, okay, that's a message I can get behind. Before you ruin it, I'm turning it off. Wait, wait, you you like you want to throw out the immigrants? You like the person being yelling? No, at? I like that people saw how terrible it was oh, okay. to be an immigrant, and I said that's a shared experience. I don't want any corporations in my ad. I'm turning well, it well, off. That's. I mean, I hate to burst your bubble, Bernie, but the rest of the ad goes on to where. Uh, he Adolphus uh, Bush meets, uh, uh, or sorry, uh, is it Adolphus Bush? It's Adolphus Bush. Adolphus yeah. Bush meets like a, a Tate Anheuser in a bar. Is that his name? <laughs> no, it's is not. That, I, I was going to say that I, sounds like a very modern name. No, it, for it, very it, old he brain. meets Mr. Anheuser, and then yep. he draws out the very first uh, can of Bud. See, I don't support says, that because did you know that Budweiser beer is in the top one percent 
of yeah. 1% of 1% of beers worldwide. Not to split hairs here, but I'm pretty sure Anheuser was his father-in-law. <laughs> And that they sold, they didn't sell beers in cans until like the, the 70th or 80th year of existence. See, fake news! Fake news! <laughs> That's why you watch the commercial before the product, you shut it off before the product is featured. You made my point for me. Thank you very Just much. An thank you very much, yeah, Thank you for Sanders. having me. Make sure to reform the Super Bowl commercials next year. Vote! Go vote! And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? I mean, this, do we even have one? We didn't set it up in the intro. Uh, no, we do. This week's wide world of weird sports is actually an article. Okay. The article is Sausage Throwers Duke It Out at Black Pudding Championship. <laughs> I'm going to guess that this happened in the British Isles. Uh, perhaps, uh, but the black pudding championship does not have a Wikipedia article, but it does have a news article. This was written in the Huffington post, your source for real news. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It always sounds good. Right. It's it's well shared on Facebook. Yeah. News. What am I going to do? Research this? the, The one thing I don't, that rubs me the wrong way about the Huffington post is it's not from a place. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, I like a, I like a, like a geographical place to anchor my news in some way. Yeah. yeah. To knowing that this, this person was just all in a huff. Call I, me old fashions, but I, I feel like there should be a place that I can write a letter to the editor too. Dear internet, yeah. Yeah, I am upset. <laughs> I want a physical location. Huffington can... Post, Huffington, Maine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why last time I was at Universal Studios, I stopped by House Hufflepuff in Harry Potter World and complained about the Huffington Post. <laughs> Uh, I hate that joke on so many different levels. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this year's World Black Pudding Throwing Championships, <laughs> a more than 100-year-old tournament centered around hurling blood sausages, was won by the first thrower. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I assume that's rare. So it's he really bangered it out this year. I hate that joke on so many <laughs> levels. Yep. Uh, bangers aren't the same as blood sausage, Joel. Yeah. Close enough. <sighs> The competition was held on Sunday. Of course, this is an old article. This article actually came from uh, 9-13-2016. So it was held a while ago. Uh, In a northern English village of Ramsbottom, Mm. which is about 24 kilometers uh, north of Manchester. It really sucks for them because all the people living in Ramshead up the road are always looking down on them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just really (laughs) snooty. Right. They're like, where are you going? I'm going to get really trash night, so I'm going to go to the ass of our I'm going to Ram's bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Each contestant had three chances to knock as many six-and-a-half-pound Yorkshire puddings (laughs) off a plinth as possible by throwing black pudding at them. Oh, so I I understand what this is now. This is uh, British people misuse pudding, in my estimation. Yeah. And they try to say it's like bread Right? Yeah. It's not, to not me bread. at least. Yeah, don't this taste- to me is British people, I think this probably evolved from British people looking at their food and going, oh God, yeah. <laughs> I can't eat this. And oh, coming up with a sport. I'm not going <laughs> to eat this food. Let's throw it in the plinth. <laughs> I'll throw a sausage at my food. Uh, let's do this for a hundred years. This blood sausage looks disgusting. Fling. Yes. Oh, 
You hit me Yorkshire pudding right smack of the didgeridoo. Well, I've got an idea. Dude. Didgeridoo is Australian, yeah, I dude. Yeah, I decided to mix them. Camel fan. Uh, Gavin Ogden, a 50-year-old from nearby Rockdale, was the first to throw and took home the title by knocking down three puddings. Wow, that yeah. is, is that a lot of puddings? That's a lot of puddings. Are the puddings stacked like uh, milk bottles at the fair, I wonder? Uh, they're, the, the way it looks like, it's a pretty far throw. This is the sort of thing that we'd have if we had a Wikipedia article, I do gotta like, say. Like, here, I've got, a, I've got a picture of it I just pulled up, so it looks like that. They're like kind of stacked and on a very high up. Oh my gosh! Oh, so this is like an this is like an altitude throw. This is a high one. Yeah, this is a very high, far away throw, and there's a bunch of the puddings that are stacked up on a thing. It's like a carnival game, but like meets NBA jams. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's like it looks like it's like uh, 15 feet up in the air at least. I'm guessing this guy scored a direct hit and knocked over one of those full stacks of Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, knocked over some of the others. They were stacked in piles of three. I think he just got one whole one, and that's Uh, how we. Well, that makes sense. Well, the event draws thousands of people to the town. Thousands of bored, bored people to the town. <laughs> oh, I don't know. If, <laughs> I would drive up to an hour and a half to go to a blood throw. Well, once I would drive up I was to an hour say, and a half. Yeah. These are regulars. These people yeah, go every year. Point. They're there to drink. Let's yeah. are we kidding? <laughs> and gamble. Yeah, who I guess wouldn't want to gamble on the blood pudding Who doesn't, want, who doesn't want to throw a blood sausage at a bunch of pudding? Right. I mean, that every morning when I wake up, I have to hold myself back from that compulsion. Once you described it, I realized that I've had a cavernous need in my life since the day I was born. Yeah, it's and true. And now I know what it is. Now it's time to go. Uh, the tradition of pudding throwing dates back to uh, uh, a battle in the 15th century War of the Roses. According to local lore, troops who ran out of ammunition resorted to throwing Yorkshire and black puddings at each other. That, that to me, is is... So astonishing. Yeah, they stopped shooting each other and started just embarrassing each other by throwing food. They're wearing armor. Like, okay, from a logistic standpoint, if you're a general and you hear, like, we're running out of ammunition, you're like, oh, crap. And they're like, boys! (laughs) I said fire the boys! Uh, They hadn't yet discovered that fists can also be an effective weapon. And they're like, we've decided to start firing our food supplies at the enemy. I'd be like, no! The boys aren't (laughs) stopping them! They're still marching on! And that brings it to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, next time you're in the war, make sure to remember that it can be a weapon if you're holding right. Citizens of Podcast Town, thank you for listening. But this brings to close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we're going to bring back on Senator Sanders to give you our contact information. Hello, hello, Bernie. Thank you for having me back on this bully pulpit. Where I can tell people the contact information. Yes. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. There, there's going to be a bunch of things posted. You can follow it and make sure to share articles from Senator Warren. You can find us on Twitter (laughs) by going to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. Make sure that when you're there, you don't listen to anything from at POTUS. It is not what you should be filling your head with right now. <laughs> or you can find all of our back episodes at soundcloud.com slash sports the number three podcast. Uh, you can listen to that to drown out the screams of liberals right now. Hey guys. Joel. Hey Joel. You guys going to Phil's bachelor party this weekend? Yep. Absolutely. Oh cool. I'll see you there. 
Mic talk. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.